Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by 10-Minute Trader. We're on best in dividend stocks for weekly cash flow using nothing but pre-qualified dividend stocks. And those are companies that have increased their dividend payments to their shareholders for more than 25 years. Not only that, if you're a dividend king, dividend aristocrat, dividend champion, you know what the pre-qualifications are to become one of those. And if you're a dividend king, 50 years of increased dividend payments to your shareholders, that is a tough role to follow, but... If that's what you continue doing, I always buy dividend kings without even asking. Now, I got asked quite a bit, why don't I just buy the stock and hold on to them? Well, here's the reason. If I buy a stock and hold on to it and just collect the dividend, granted, you know, dividends are great. I love dividends, but they only pay once every 90 days. And then it ties up the money and you're hoping for appreciation, which doesn't always come. You know, some stocks go up, stocks go down. I mean, that's just the name of the game. They go up, they go down, they go sideways, they go all different directions. I mean, that's basically at three different directions, up, down, or sideways. So why would I tie up my money in a company, number one, that doesn't pay me a dividend, sharing the profits, that doesn't give me uh, cash flow? Because that's basically what I'm looking for. I'm looking to buy these and have cash flow come from them. And the nice thing about the stock market, a lot of people have a tendency to overlook this. That the stock market's been around for over 400 years. I mean, I constantly get bombarded by these new opportunities. Hey, make money doing this. Make money doing that. Make money doing that. You know, every single – and the funny thing is I actually save some of these offers. And I go back and I look at them, you know, five or six months down the line or, or a couple of years down the line and see how they're doing. You know, I have um, sales letters and proposals from the 90s still, you know, because I've actually been online since the 90s. And I have um, emails and offers for close to 20, 25, 30 years. If you think about it, that's crazy that 20 or 30 years ago, you were offered a business opportunity that is supposed to be great and wonderful and set you up, yet they're nowhere around anymore. Now, I've been doing this for over 20 years, but that doesn't help you out any. But I have been um, posting videos for over 10 years. You can go back and see some of my pitiful videos when I first started sharing videos. That was back uh, 2010, 2012, somewhere in that area. But the interesting thing is my strategy is still the same. You buy a dividend stock 10 days before the EX date, capture the dividend, and move on. I mean, nowadays, I, I have streamlined it, and I've added options into it to you know, get a little higher rate of return, which I'm perfectly happy with. So, number one, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if you get a safe, secure, and predictable income more than 50% per year with almost no 
risk. Now, I say almost no risk because a company has been paying their dividends for over 50 years. I really don't think they're going to go out of business anytime soon. Got Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Tootsie Roll, Procter & Gamble, um, Genuine Parts. Um, and there are so many more. These companies, a lot of them have been in business for over 100 years and continuously increase their payments to their shareholders year after year after year. So why wouldn't I buy them and um, create a cash flow from them? And yeah, I don't mind holding on to some of these stocks. And I think, hey, it's pretty freaking great that I buy it and move on and collect my little profit. But let's get away from all that. Let's get down to why we're here. It's Friday, so not a whole heck of a lot is going to happen in the early session. The later session around 3.30, quarter 4, that's when we actually take a look and see if there's anything we have to do or anything we can do to increase our rate of return for the week because options are going to not expire today. They actually expire on Saturday, but there's really nothing you can do on Saturday. So we have between now and the end of business today to actually do something. So that being said, let's jump in, see where we are, see where we're going. First on our list is Bank of America. Now, Bank of America was a last-minute decision because the numbers looked good. The dividend's coming up in three weeks. Uh, I ran out of trades. Isn't that weird? I actually ran out of trades. I took a look at everything, and everything really didn't look that appealing. So I said, what the hell? Let's go for the next week. So Bank of America. Now, I did this spread trade. And if I make money on it, great. If I don't make money on it, hopefully I'll, I'll get put to stock. Now, I got 39 contracts. 39. That's a lot. Oh, the stock's only at $35, so I can get 30, 3,900 shares. And I really don't care, you know. So I got to spread the 35 and a half of the 36. So if this thing stays above 35 and a half but doesn't go over 36 that means i end up buying it at 35 and a half which yeah i really don't mind but she's at 35 24 at the moment you know we got a 30 day low at 32.89 a 30 day high at oh, at 37.02 or 37 and um she's sitting at 35 and a half so i'm assuming that today and yesterday was profit-taking. So are they going to find a bottom today or is the profit-taking going to continue? Because you have beautiful escalation from the low, which was on the 19th, happy birthday to me, yay, all the way to the 7th. So that's uh, one, two, two and a half weeks of beautiful escalation to the upside with Bank of America. They get the dividend coming up in three weeks, so I really don't see why you can't stabilize at 35, 36. We'll see about it. Excuse me. By the end of the day, that could be money we just flushed down the toilet, or it could be something halfway decent. I won't know until the close of business today. That being said, next one on the list is Macy's. Well, Macy's. Look at the last 30 days for Macy's. We got a low 30 days ago. It's 2032 and we have a high which was last friday at 2512 now you got a nice 30-day movement of course you're gonna have profit taking so you get profit taking on monday tuesday and wednesday is a, is a 
big downturn. I mean, it went from 2360 and it ended up at 2211 on, um, what was that, Wednesday? So it seems that we've hit the bottom today at 2195. This could be the bottom. I don't know, but let's take a look at Macy's. We got 300 shares at 23.67, and we sold the 23 and a half, you know, call at 55 cents a share. Now, don't get me wrong; it's a nice little return, um, and it looks like we're going to carry this through to next week, which I really don't remember. I really don't mind, you know, because Macy's been in business for over 100 years. I really don't see them going anywhere anytime soon, anyway. Um, in that closes up for Macy's. Microsoft is on the list next. M-S-F-T. All right. So the last 30 days from Microsoft. We look like, we got what looks like a double low at the 230.70 area. You know, we hit it on the 19th of January and also hit it on the 11th of January. But some absolutely beautiful escalation from, you know, the 19th of January all the way up till uh, this Wednesday, hit a high at two seventy six seventy six. Now where are we with Microsoft? Okay, got a hundred shares at two sixty three. I sold the two sixty two and a half for four bucks, four oh five. I mean that's that's nice. Don't get me wrong. Then I went and bought the two. 57 to 60 call spread. So as long as she stays above 260, that's a good thing. And I love call spread. That is at my absolute 100% favoritest trade. But it does have a risk. I mean, most of my trades are 1% or 2% per week. Sometimes 3%. That, I mean, that's nice. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't sound like a lot. But they're safe, secure, predictable, and consistent. Okay? That allows me to get a, a 60 to 70% return per year on my dollar. Now, I'm not making huge amounts of money. It pays my monthly bills, and I am okay with that. It allows me to sit around, hang out with my grandson, and just do whatever I want, whenever I want. But call spreads, like I said, my favorite. You get in at a certain point, okay? If the stock goes up, you make money. If the stock stays the same, you make money. The stock can even come down, and you still make money. I'll make 40 or 50% off of this trade, and the stock has to do jack shit, nothing, doesn't have to do anything else than like a profit off of a spread trade. But there are those times, and it happened to be three times last year, where a spread trade went the wrong way, and I ended up losing money. So yes, it does happen. Where there's more risk, there's more reward. And it's also the other way. More reward, there's going to be more risk. So it depends on what your risk tolerance is. See, I don't have very much risk at this point. I like a consistent, predictable return. Of 1%. Now, granted, it's not a lot, but I'm only looking to get $1,000 a week. Now, doing nothing and making, well, I, I wouldn't say doing nothing, but doing these very simple trades, just doing the dividend champions, which include the aristocrats and the kings, just doing those, any one of these companies, I have no problem whatsoever holding on to for a long period of time. But I don't really want to, and I don't really have to. Because the strategy works so consistently and predictably, it is uh, refreshing. How is that? It's refreshing. Okay, so anyway, Microsoft will make money on all three, except for that 100 shares that I own. 
I gave someone the right to buy it from me at 262 and a half, and she's sitting at 261. So if this thing goes below 260, I'm going to have to do something later on this afternoon. Okay, now it is Friday, and it's just the morning time. And Fridays, every once in a while, I'll do two sessions, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, just to see what's going on. Now, RTX is next on the list. RTX, that's Raytheon. Raytheon I got into quite a while ago. And Raytheon is basically a sideways company. And it had, and it, I'm going to use this word. I don't use it that often. Well, actually, I do use it often because there's no other explanation for it. An anomalyptic event. Everyone knows an anomaly. It's something that doesn't really happen that often, and it's it's something you can't predict. Now, there was an anomaly on the 24th. Let's see if you can guess this with me. Now, on the 23rd, the stock opened up at 94.80, and it had a high at 96.93. Okay? So... I didn't read the news, so I really can't report on why this happened or how it happened or if it is a reality or not. But for some strange reason, strange reason, she closes on the 23rd at 96.25. The very next day, she opens up at 108.84. I'm talking a, if you're looking at the chart, it's a huge move to the upside. Why would the market maker, if you close at at um, 96.25 one day, why the hell would you open up at 108.84, almost 109 the very next day? That is a huge move. And the reason why I'm saying that, anomalyptic, it's an anomaly. Yeah, it doesn't happen, but... Who profited from it? Why would he open it up at 108? Or she, whoever the market maker is. I really don't care. He, she, it, whatever it wants to call itself. I'm not into this new pick your pronoun crap. You either boy or a girl. I just don't want to hear it. I don't have time for that crap. Anyway, why would you do that? I mean, was there something in the news? I didn't hear anything in the news. Granted, I don't really pay much attention to the news. I only do what I know and I stick to what I know and I try not to waste time on things I find to be trivial, for lack of better words. Okay, so it opened up at 108.80, okay? And then she kind of dropped down and she settled at, um, what what is that, 99.50, somewhere in that area? Which is normal because it, it's, it stays within the trend. Okay, if you're trending between 94 and 100, right, and you're going that way for quite a while, and all of a sudden you have this opening of the day way out there. And I can say way out there because it's free. I'm not going to go into it anymore. Anyway. It's an anomalyptic event in my humble opinion. And I can almost guarantee not everybody was able to get that. Um, let me see if I can... I'm going to open up the big chart just for the fun of it. RTX. And I'm going to give you that number. And tell me if it sounds normal to you. Okay. 
So on the 23rd, you had 5.4 million shares traded. Okay, people bought, people sold 5.4 million shares. The very next day, 5.1 million. If I had bought on the 23rd, even if I bought at the high of the day, which was 97, I think it was. 96, 93, okay. So even if I bought at the high of the day, and it opened up at 108.84 the very next day, you bet your ass I'd be out. I would take profit. And apparently, there was more than 5.5 million on the 23rd and 8.2 million on the 24th. Not a huge amount of people taking that, that, what do you call it? That trade. But what it looks like, it looks like it was the dividend was paid out. Let me just take a quick look. I'll put in RTX, RT, RTX. Not showing up anywhere. I might have to actually go into uh, Yahoo Finance to find it. Huh. Now that's weird. Okay. That's neither here nor there. Okay, so we're actually in the money with RTX. For lack of better words. Okay, so RTX, we got 1,900 shares at 97.25. And I got me a nice premium off of that. The 97 calls. So I sold the 97 calls for a buck 14. So I bought it at 97.25. I made a buck 14 off that, giving someone the right to buy it, me, buy it from me at 97. And we're just going to go from there. So. All that being said, yay for me, whatever. Almost 2,000 bucks right there from that one trade. Okay, Visa. I bought some more Visa just for the fun of it. Now we have a third, another one on the 24th. What the heck happened on the 24th? Okay, um, Visa closed on the 23rd at 2.24, all right? 2.24. On the 24th, the very next day, she had a high of 2.50. And the volume didn't increase from the previous day. I can guarantee you, 2.24.60 and it jumps up to 2.50, I would be out. I would take that prophecy. Thank you very much. So who is getting that profit? That's a question I want to know. Because they don't post that number unless somebody buys it at 250. Okay, 250.58 was the high. And that's just freaking ridiculous. And does everyone get the opportunity to get that money? Probably not. It's probably something stinking in the in the uh, in the flower garden. Who knows? All right, so these I got 10 contracts to 222 and a half over the 225. Again, another 40, 50% ROI 
All the thing has to do is stay above 225, and it did. She's at 227, 228 right now. And uh, all I got to say is thank you very much. And I am going to have to sign in a little later on today because I am curious, a, a little concerned about a couple of those, especially Bank of America and uh, Macy's. I got to take a good look at those two. The other ones are all, all in the money, so I don't really care about those. But those two I want to take a, another look at later on during the day, just before the market closes. That being said, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader. I will check you guys later on today. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day.